Our podcast, as always, our post-game podcast is brought to you by our friends at the McFarland Clinic. Doctors Buck, Warmy, Greenwald, they all do a fantastic job. And they've been good supporters of us at Cyclone Fanatic here for years. They love bringing you the Instant Reaction podcast. There's going to be a lot of reaction to today's win for a lot of different reasons. Iowa State wins it 28-14. to 14. Iowa State now is bowl eligible. Cyclones have won five in a row. And uh, setting up for a huge game against the Texas Longhorns next Saturday in Austin. We'll be there covering it for you. Um, but today's game is going to be, um, you know, what we're going to talk about is the, the fight that happened in the third quarter. And from where I was sitting, um, you know, I thought that the officials have to take a little bit of blame in what happened only in the sense that, you know, a couple of plays before um, that the skirmish went down 52 for Baylor um, going at David Montgomery the way that he did, there was a problem a couple of plays before that where Montgomery was well out of bounds, got thrown into a Gatorade cooler. It was a bad deal. Baylor gets a 15-yard penalty. I was sitting right here with Jeff Woody, and we were talking about it, and we're going, there's going to be some retaliation to that. It, it was very obvious. You could see the next play. Guys are going for one another. You, I, I don't know if anybody should have been ejected before. Um, I actually kind of do because it was really heated on the sidelines. We had a near fight there. Um, may have been considered a fight by some people. I don't know. But if I could see it from the press box, you had to know that there was retaliation coming. That's exactly what happened. Everybody wants to know about David Montgomery. Will he miss the first half of the Texas game? I don't know. It's too early to know that. Now, I have been conversing with a couple of people who are much smarter than me when it comes to this stuff, one of them being Brent Bloom. Bloom believes that this will be a situation where the Big 12 reviews it, they look at intent. They look at all that stuff. Um, I guess my guess is I think it's pretty clear if you look at the replay, David David swung at the guy. And and I guess it's going to come down to does that really, you know, does intent matter? Does, does the reason he did it matter? Um, and if that's the case, then maybe he won't be suspended. But I do think that this is more of a black and white deal. And I would be surprised if David Montgomery is in the lineup for Iowa State in the first half against Texas next week. But, again, I don't know. And I don't want to come on here and um, and act like I do know anything because I'm really confused by this as well. I've been reading um, – the rule books and with the NCAA and all that stuff here over the last 20 minutes or so. And I, I can't find any clarification as to what it, the one thing I can't find is a guarantee that he has to miss the next half. I, I have not seen that anywhere. So I do think that there's some discretion here that has to take place somewhere. Don't know um, exactly who makes that decision or when they make that decision, but I don't think that this is like an automatic like targeting it's automatic you're you're out for a half of the next game i don't believe that to be the case here let's talk about football we're gonna have a lot of time to dissect that here over the next few days um you know iowa state gets out to a really good start i thought this may have been brock purdy's best game all the way around he was fantastic the uh the freshman quarterback goes 18 of 23 efficient 
so good. 230 yards a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. He caught a two-point conversion. I thought Purdy was fantastic. He would be my um, my player of the game if, if I had to pick one today for Iowa State. You know, um, I guess what's cool about it is Iowa State's bowl eligible wins five in a row, and, and we can sit here and we can look at ways to get better. And Iowa State's defense got gashed a little bit today. It was, it was interesting to watch um, Baylor – uh, account for over 500 yards but man there's a couple of stats that i think are just fascinating first of all the red zone baylor was only two for seven in the red zone which is amazing and iowa state held baylor to six of 15 on third down that is a classic bend but don't break i know some fans get tired of hearing about that but that is exactly what that is meant to do um but Baylor gashed Iowa State specifically in that second half. So I am interested to see, you know, what John Haycock has to say about that. And it's a weird deal, too. I mean, when there gets to be that much emotion going, uh, when, you, when you're talking about the second half of that football game, it, it, it is one of those deals where you wonder, like, how much you can actually take into it. Still, um, you know, Texas is next. They play Texas Tech tonight, so keep an eye on that. That's a good offensive coaching staff down there in Lawrence, and they're going to pick apart some things that Iowa State did. I didn't think that they were getting um, they were getting the initial pressure, but Iowa State's defensive line wasn't finishing the pressure is what I saw from the naked eye. I'm looking forward to going back and watching tape there. I feel like they did miss any Wazarike a little bit tonight at that defensive end spot. I saw a few different looks from Iowa State's defensive line at one point. Uh, Camilo Tongamoa was was in it nose, and they moved Jamal Johnson over to end. Uh, the run defense was pretty good tonight against Baylor, but still the Bears uh, accounted for almost seven yards per play, which is very high against this Iowa State defense. We haven't seen that in weeks. Um, and shout out to Baylor too. I got to give them credit. This this quarterback of theirs, Charlie Brewer, is a really good player. Iowa State had a hard time um, with him in the run game. He he had twelve runs for for eighty carries today for Baylor, and that got to be really challenging for Iowa State. But all in all, I mean, this is about what I thought. I thought it would be a workmanlike type win for Iowa State with the weather today. It was freezing here at Jack Trice Stadium. If you guys are um, driving home after watching that sh- shout out to you it was a really cold day uh, I thought that Iowa State would just want to get out of here and not necessarily risk too much in the second half and that got a little bit dicey for me uh, a little bit closer than than I was anticipating but still you're looking at a five and two team in the big 12 right now Iowa State is uh, six and three overall locked up a bowl game today that's encouraging And uh, we look ahead to next week with one of the most anticipated, biggest games in program history as Iowa State will go to Texas. 7 o'clock kick from Austin next week. I am fired up about this one. Thanks to our friends at the McCarlin Clinic. Um, We're going to have a lot more coverage from this game. Rob Gray and Jared Stansberry both um, doing press conference stuff right now. Uh, So over the next week, we'll have you guys covered. Thank you so much for watching on Facebook Live. Uh, For our Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network listeners on the iTunes feed or wherever you get your podcasts, we thank you for tuning in as well. And um, check it out. We'll have a lot more uh, on this game later on tonight.